In 18th century France, there lived a brilliant man named Denis Diderot. He was an influential writer, philosopher, and encyclopedist, admired for his intellect and charm. Despite his reputation, Diderot struggled financially while working on his masterpiece, the encyclopedia. Little did he know, a simple decision would soon ignite a series of changes in his life, highlighting both the potential and the pitfalls of how one change can lead to many unintended subsequent changes. Fortune found Diderot when Catherine the Great offered to purchase his library. This unexpected windfall allowed him to treat himself to a luxurious scarlet robe. As he admired his new possession, he realized that his once humble abode now seemed shabby compared to the opulence of his robe. Driven by the desire for harmony, he began upgrading his surroundings, replacing old furniture, hanging artwork, and adding touches of beauty throughout his home. Diderot's actions became known as the Diderot Effect. It's a phenomenon where a single purchase or change can trigger a cascade of additional changes or acquisitions, often unintentionally. This concept illustrates how one decision can lead to a series of related transformation, emphasizing the interconnectedness of our choices and their potential consequences. Welcome to Live, Love, Learn, a podcast where we delve into living life to the fullest, nurturing self-love and loving others, and embracing lifelong learning. I'm on a quest to discover happiness and contentment in a world increasingly fixated on negativity. I embark on this journey not only for myself, but with a deeper purpose, to leave a roadmap to happiness for my sons and to invite anyone else who wishes to join as I strive to live my life to its full potential. This is Live, Love, Learn, the podcast. As I spent this week focusing on habits, I could completely relate to the Diderot effect. I simply found it easier to start developing other habits because I was already focusing on one and using that same method. So let's talk about habits this past week. I really had some remarkable success with habits, and I'm excited to share some of the techniques I used to make that happen. And that's exactly what this part two of habit forming will be about. So I kind of cheated this week because I learned about these the day after I put the last podcast out and was able to utilize them this week. And I added four habits this week that I was able to do for the past five consecutive days, which is pretty awesome. I practiced piano, learned German, read Atomic Habits, and I also started taking a programming course on LinkedIn Learning and spent at least five minutes a day on each of those. Now, briefly, I would like to note that Riley, my oldest son, and I have really been engaging and challenging each other while learning German. Things heard throughout our home this week include Milchbitter, which is milk, please, and Mein Bruder and Mein Vater, my brother and my father. And it was not lost on my nine-year-old that the father in German sounds remarkably similar to Farter. So yeah, there was definitely some silly laughing as well. It really was a lot of fun, and I'm so glad that I chose to start with German because it's been a really cool thing for me and my son to do this week. I accomplished some of those habits by using habit stacking, and I think that's the perfect segue into the actionable ways that we can add lasting habits in our lives. If you've been following along and not had success with habits this week, I really believe today's concepts will help you like they did me. So let's look into habit stacking and designing your environment for habit-forming success. First up, let's talk about habit stacking. This is a simple but effective strategy for establishing new habits. The idea is to pair a new behavior you want to adopt with an existing habit, making it easier to remember and perform consistently. For example, if you want to start a meditating daily, 
you could stack this habit with your morning coffee routine. After finishing your coffee, take a few minutes to meditate before starting your day. Or, if you want to read more books, you could stack this habit with your evening routine. For example, commit to reading a few pages every night after brushing your teeth. By associating a new behavior with an existing habit, you're leveraging the power of context and cueing to make it easier to remember and stick to over time. I added reading as a habit, and I did it after the bedtime routine for my youngest son, EJ. That habit is completely formed as it is a nightly routine, so I decided to stack reading right after I closed the door to say goodnight. I noticed the second day that I was already beginning to think about reading as I was leaving his room, and so for five nights in a row now, I've just been reading right after putting my son to bed. I mean, this stuff really works well, at least for me. So think of a habit that you do every day and add the new habit right after. I think you'll be surprised at how easy it is to slip into that habit. It was for me this week, and I'm really happy about that. Now let's move on to designing your environment. This is another powerful way to support habit formation. By rearranging your physical surroundings, you can make it easier to adopt good habits and avoid bad ones. For instance, if you want to eat healthier, you could design your kitchen to make healthy choices easier. This might involve stocking your pantry with nutritious snacks, keeping fresh fruit and vegetables easily accessible, and storing junk food out of sight. Or if you want to work more productively, you could design your workspace to minimize distractions and promote focus. This might involve turning off notifications on your phone, using noise-canceling headphones, and decluttering your desk. Another example of environment design could be creating a designated workout space in your home, complete with workout equipment, motivational posters, and upbeat music. One of the ways that I added this for my habits is always keeping a browser tab with Duolingo up so that when I'm working using the web browser, I'm more likely to see it and therefore take time to practice German. I feel I need to also utilize habit stacking as I can see the possibility of me closing that tab and simply forgetting about it as well. So consider how you could use habit stacking and even doubling it up with environmental design to really get your habits started and being able to keep them going. By designing your environment to support the habit you want to form, you're reducing friction and making it more likely that you'll follow through with your intentions. So whether you're trying to establish a new habit or break an old one, habit stacking and designing your environment are two very powerful strategies to try. And again, they worked very well for me, and I'm excited to try even more this week as I try to add a couple more habits. Let's talk a little bit now about how I'm assessing this journey as I go along. We'd mentioned a spreadsheet and I worked on one and built it, but I just haven't been able to use it because I'm not in a position to be on my computer when I want to reflect on those things in the evening. So I've been using a Blueprint Health app, which has overall happiness, ADHD anxiety symptoms tracker, and a habit tracker. I'm not sure if this is something that everyone has access to because my healthcare provider set me up for this, but it seems like a good overall way of tracking the things I'm working on. The other cool thing is it has notifications that I can enable. So at 9 p.m., it sends me a little alert to go ahead and fill out these habits. So I've been actually pretty consistent. The last three nights, I've done some tracking of that. And the data is still way too small of a set to get any real information at this point. But an early correlation that I saw this week is that nights I get better sleep corresponded to better happiness and lower symptoms. So that's definitely something I'll keep an eye on and it makes sense. But let's see if it becomes more relevant statistically. I also realized that since this is self-reporting, it may never be data that can truly identify causation, but I think it can show some correlations that'll help me along this journey. And I recommend if you can check out Blueprint Health app, if that's something that you can do 
to do it and, you know, track some of those things. And so you can see as well if your happiness is going up, are you sticking to habits? And, you know, do you have any symptoms of anxiety or ADHD? Are they getting better or worse? And I'm having to report all of those things improve this week. So I'm really excited about this journey and it's doing a lot of really cool things for me. So I'm, again, very happy that it's working out well. And I hope that you're finding some successes as well. As I think about the things that I want to accomplish this week, it really is all about continuing to build habits that will help me be successful in life and on this journey. With that in mind, I want to focus on continuing to do the habits I've started, try to add time when possible, and add habits that will help with keeping our house in order. As I am continuing to read Atomic Habits, I believe that a part three will also be helpful for me, so join me next week where we'll get even deeper into building lasting habits using the Atomic Habits framework, focusing on implementation intentions and focusing on your identity. Sending love and positive vibes your way and really hoping you're finding some successes on this journey as I have found. If you want to suggest topics for this podcast, please email me at livelovelearnthepodcast at gmail.com.